All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Better Than Ever. <laughs> Yes. I'm not actually inside a women's prison. At the you moment. might be, Duke. You might be in a women's went prison until like 11. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'd like to say a big to Nick. Tyler Yerenza must go to Cinco de Mayo. All right, let's turn the intro down. Time for a little bonus episode of the podcast, shall we? I promised when we posted the one from Toronto a couple of days ago that I'd be back this weekend with a, a voicemail edition of better late than never and that's what i got for you today you guys left a lot of voicemails over the last week and change roughly and i want to play them i don't want to just delete all your work this podcast as it always has been is about your feedback just as much as it is me talking into this here microphone i also want to say thank you to everybody who left some really nice feedback in terms of the uh episode we did from toronto with frank saravalli with tyler uremchuk and with liam horbin it was a great time we had fun a lot of good feedback. Some of you even said that was your favorite episode of the podcast we ever did. It's always great to me when we're allowed to just sit in a hotel room, have a beer, and just kind of bullshit, make some jokes. This podcast, I think, does a good job of letting people just have their personalities out. That's always been the point of it. And that's the same thing what we want to do with you guys today. But I want to give a shout out to the audio department, to Trilogy Oldfield Rentals, of course. They are two of the major sponsors on the podcast. We're going to be welcoming Star Mechanical to the show as well very, very soon. But... Without further ado, shall we do it? Shall we get to the voicemail? Or do you want me to finish off the weekend? After we recorded that podcast in the hotel room in Toronto, went out for arguably one of the best dinners I've ever had. Uh, sushi dinners, that is. It was uh, Frank Saravalli. It was myself. It was Tyler. It was Liam. It was Colby Cohen. It was Johnny Lazarus. Uh, Emily Kaplan showed up. John Bucci-Gross was there. Devin Dubnik was at my table. It's weird. If you want to know what was going on inside my mind during that dinner, it was very much like, what am I doing here? Why am I here? Why are these people? Why do they know who I am? Why did I get some phone numbers? Why did I make connections? Very, very weird for me. Surreal. That's the thing about being buddies with Frank Saravalli. He knows literally everyone. And he's looping me into his world as much as he can when we're together. And it's very, very wild to me. Very, very grateful to Frank for inviting me to that dinner in the first place. I had a great time. We ended up shutting down that sushi place. If you're ever in Toronto and want to go for a really, really nice sushi dinner, Miru. That was the recommendation from Colby Cohen. It was as fantastic as they said it would be. I'm super, super pumped that I was invited. And I was super, super pumped that I did not have to pay the bill. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
Thank you very, very much. Without further ado, let's get to the voicemail. I've got 29 voicemails that we're going to get through together today. These are all unlabeled, so I don't know what happened when I downloaded them. All I see is a date. All I see is a time length. I see no names, so we're going to work through it together. I hope you guys left your name so I can give you guys a shout out when you leave the voicemail. But without further ado, let's get to it. Push the button. The voicemail this week is brought to me by all of you. Presented by the listeners of Better Late Than Never. Thank you very much for being you. Thank you very much for everything you do for me. Thank you very much for helping me at this podcast on the rails and growing over the 129 episodes we've been recording together. Pretty, pretty fascinating stuff. Pretty, pretty grateful. And Dukes, I saw your message on Instagram. Don't think that I've forgotten about the BLTN presidential race. I just don't know what it means. We never really figured out what it means. You're going to be here in Edmonton in not that long, in a couple of weeks. We're going to figure it out together, you and I. We're going to figure out what this means. And we're going to get this presidential race back on line, back on the rails. But that is a that is a conversation for a different time. Actually, I was thinking about it when I was on flying home from Toronto the other night. I'm excited for Dukes to get here because we're going to have just like, I, I'm, I'm excited to record an episode of this podcast with him. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We want to do it. We were going to do it over Zoom with Donkey Volley. Again, you know the story if you're listening. We will get there. We are weeks away. Dukes will be in Edmonton. We're going to kick off the voicemail with this first one. Again, I have no idea who it is. I wish I did. It would have made this life easier, but let's get at it. Right, I mean, sorry. Speaking of which, it is Dukes. Dukes checking in first. Man, sometimes I accidentally make things happen, and I wish it was on purpose, but that was not on purpose. <clears throat> Good afternoon. This is the better late than never weather report. Oh. Ooh. The better late than weather. Mm. It appears there is a large tropical cyclone about to make landfall in northern Queensland within the next hour or so. Is that true? You're actually getting some intense weather? I Now I'm going to Google. Now I need to Google. But that's fucking nothing compared to the tropical cyclone known as fucking dukes that's going to be landing in Edmonton on the 20th of fucking February. There you, you know, go. Like, burr, burr, burr. So the, hang on, I can do that for you. Uh, the 20th is actually the day we get back from the nation vacation. So it's perfect timing for Dukes to get in as we are going to be landing from Arizona, probably feeling like bags of shit. If I'm being honest, darn noise you do. Um, and yeah, that's getting fucking close as. Really I, close, um, man. I bought a fuckload of um, fucking like winter clothes and shit. <laughs> I, I love sending stupid ones to Dangerous Fame. Like, oh, do you think I'll need this, mate? And he's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? No. The funny part is, is Dukes is probably like, you've been watching the weather, I imagine, a lot because you're coming here in the middle of, uh, I guess, the end of February. And there was a period where it was minus 50. And. When it was minus 50 with a wind chill a couple of weeks ago, you're probably like, what is going on? And then when I left for Toronto, it was plus 11. Like, that's a 60-degree swing in a matter of a week here in Edmonton. So you must have your mind blown when you're watching our weather, my boy. Um, but yeah, I bought, like, snow clothes and stuff because I've never even seen snow. So um, I don't know. Hopefully I don't fucking freeze. Hopefully there's still some snow left when you get here. When I got back from Toronto, they were basically all gone. In Toronto, when I went two weeks ago before the All-Star game, there was snow in the ground. Toronto, none when I got there just for the All-Star game. There is barely, as I'm looking outside my window right now, there's barely any snow left, Dukes. So I hope there's actually snow left when you get here. Next voicemail, anonymous caller, who you be? <laughs> Hello, good afternoon. And this is the donkey. This is the um, unprepared donkey. Good afternoon. Yes. Um, it's been a while. Hmm. Hope everyone's okay. Sat there, twiddling your thumbs. There you are, you dirty little 
eaglets. Twiddling your thumbs, are you? Yes, I bet you are. Oh, Dirty little piglets. Anyway, oh, I know. Anyway, yes, hello, good afternoon, etc. Not that I've got a catchphrase, but just checking in on all of you. Hope you're all sexy and good. I kind of want to make... I had this idea when I was drinking the other night in Toronto. I kind of want to make like a page for Two Finger Pete is his name. He made me a sticker, potential sticker of my dog, Frank. Where are you? I hear you. Hey, Frank, get out of there. All right. Frank is causing ruckus. So he sent me a a PNG that could be a sticker of my dog, Frank. And uh, made me think that Maybe we should just have some BLTN stickers available on a store somewhere where you could get a good afternoon sticker. I feel like we all deserve one. Because no blonde. Yes. Good afternoon. No. Had to get me misses to handle Frank wherever he's at right now. He's causing mischief. He ate my toothbrush this morning. He didn't eat it, but he fucked it up. I'll tell you that much. I, I was putting together the mailbag for weathersnation.com for Monday, which is tomorrow, February 5th, and then I could hear, like, rustling. I, a lazy individual, did not unpack my bag from Toronto yet, despite the fact that I got home uh, late Friday night. So, I heard rustling as I put together the mailbag, and I will wander upstairs, and there's my toothbrush in pieces all over my living room. Shout out to Frank. He was just trying to get into mischief. Mrs. had to come save the day. He is a menace. Next voicemail. Good afternoon. 16 in a row, yes. Yes. It's just going to be so eminent if we fuck and don't be the record. Anyway. We can't think like that, my boy. We can't think like that. We got to think in terms of just the fantasy life. We see the Oilers roll into Vegas. They pummel the Vegas Golden Knights. For a 17th consecutive win, tying an NHL record. And then against the Anaheim Ducks on uh, Friday, they get the job done. They get the job done. Picture it. Feel it. Manifest it. Fuck off. I love you all. Let's go, Oilers. And (laughs) fuck, that was a great game. I loved it. We're 1994. uh, Depeche Mode. No, we aren't Depeche Mode. Uh, New Jersey Devils. That's, that's, yeah. Anyway, if we're 1994, Depeche Mode, great. Depeche Mode. 1994, <laughs> New Jersey Devils win. Did I ever tell you I saw Depeche Mode? I went to Depeche Mode with a buddy a handful of years back. They put on a great show. It was like one of those ones where if you are interested in ladies of a certain vintage, a Depeche Mode concert is certainly for you. Next voicemail. Chris. Nope. <laughs> There's a mailbag question going up tomorrow. Should Chris Knobloch be considered a candidate for the Jack Adams Award? What's the cutoff for that? Because the way he's turned this season around you kind of got to think the guy should be at least in the conversation, no? Yes, there was a bunch of underlying numbers that you probably didn't like at the beginning of the year if you follow and subscribe to that kind of thing, but it's hard to deny what Chris Knobloch's done. Next voicemail. You're listening to Chris Knobloch. <laughs> 16. <laughs> this is donkey. That creeps me out. ASMR is one of the weirdest trends to ever hit my universe. The first time I ever heard about it was actually Lisa Evans from Play 107 was the one to describe it to me. She said, hey, with the way your voice sounds, my voice, she goes, you should try doing ASMR videos. I bet you can make it work. And I was like, what is an ASMR video? And then the first one I ever saw was like a guy eating pickles or something. And he goes, I'm going to eat this pickle. And then he just crunches away. It's disgusting. If you're in ASMR, you probably just shouldn't tell anybody that that's your thing. It is I, Thor, the will of thousands. 
No, this guy's back again. He hasn't been around for a while. What's the deal with Zold the Will of Thousands? He can just come and go as he pleases, doesn't contribute to the show for months, and all of a sudden he's back in the voicemail and wants his moment. This is bullshit. Satan has been here the whole time. Satan's been doing all the heavy lifting for weeks now. Satan is the one that does all the work and pays all the bills. And here's Zold the Will of Thousands trying to capitalize on my work. S. I have returned. But not for long. I'm going away again on vacation. I think this is Ari. Starting to sound more like Ari. Ari denied it. And I respectfully accept Ari's denial, but as I'm sitting here listening to it, it kind of sounds like him. Just the cadence of the voice, the rhythm of the conversation. Am I wrong, Ari? Wah. What's that sound? Ugh, audio department. Teach me. I'm doing that thing again. Stop. Stop. Vacation. Okay. But before that, this hockey team is very good, and I am very impressed. Again, the rhythm, the cadence. Ari? Is it you? We are going to win the Stanley Cup as well. I am going after Ben next. You will not hear from him for a very long time. Goodbye. Yeah. Sure. Throw in a false flag and claim it's poor Ben. We don't believe it's Ben anymore. None of us believe it's Ben. Next voicemail, Ben. Now hit the button. Hey, BM. What's up? I'm a one-take Jake today. Let's go. Whatever whatever I do on the first take is what you get. Thank you. Um, first off, this bi-week nine days is a fucking scam. Scam. Yeah, it's been a slog, man. It has been a long time without an Oilers game, even with the All-Star game mixed in there and the weekend. I'll, I'll touch on the All-Star game a little bit. I actually thought it was the best one the NHL has had in a long, long time. It's never going to be perfect. The guys are never going to go all out. They're never going to give 100%. But I thought this year was probably the best one they've had in a long time. But this Oilers break on the back of a 16-game heater, all I want them to do is play games. I don't know what I'm going to do for a week. Another week. It's Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon, no hockey for another week. On the bright side, as I'm recording this now and listening to your voicemail, it's Sunday, so we're almost there. You almost did it, sir. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Second off, um, let me know your thoughts on this. Maybe I'm the weird one. Is it weird that I don't want to sit on public toilet seats? Um, my lady friend and the one prior to this would both sit on public toilet seats. Hmm. Like, even at West Ed. Like, you're just going to plop your ass down on a public toilet seat Hmm. and not feel disgusting? Let me think about that. Now, generally, if if I can avoid it, if I can avoid it, I will not do my business at a public restroom. Like, I'll use the urinals, of course. Different thing. Not even comparable, in fact. But if I can, I'll avoid it. However, if I have to, I'm doing it. Listen, I spent a lot of time. I've been lucky enough to travel a lot in my life, and I did a lot of backpacking through Southeast Asia, and some of the facilities are just not what you would expect. Remember, they're a little bit, uh, you know, not at the same economic status that we are here. And some of the facilities are just not what you'd be used to if you grew up here, which we have. Now, would I do that today? February 4th, as I'm recording this, if I was at West Edmonton Mall, as you just described in this voicemail, would I go for a poo-poo at some of the public facilities? Yes, I would. Now, would I go bare bones on that seat or would I create some kind of nest situation? I feel like that's an important tactic that a lot of people use. I think I might take an extra minute unless there was some kind of explosive need to make a little nest. I'm not talking about a big one. I'm talking about maybe like a a three, maybe a a four-way paneling situation. You know what I'm saying? Like one on each side and one on each end. Might go that route, I think. I think. But it's been a minute, admittedly. Or at a nightclub, you're going to sit on that toilet seat? I don't know, man. That's gross to me. Mm. Then I'm going to do my nightly activities with you, and then I'm bumping up against that. I feel like I'm bumping up against a dirty toilet seat. 
Let me know your thoughts. <laughs> What's your nightly activities? I guess that's a qualifying question I need to know. You're eating ass, aren't you? He's definitely eating ass. Let's not pretend that that guy's not. That's what he's talking about. We don't got to be shy here, Bag Milk. We all know what he's saying. What does that even mean? You guys are being so disgusting. <laughs> Sorry, Quads. You are too young for this conversation, my friend. Next voicemail. Hey, Bag Milk. What's up? Laird here. Hey, Laird. I have a lot of voicemails that I want to leave this week. Okay. My first one is when Tyler said, yeah, they should send Matthias Janmark to Guantanamo Bay. Mm, yeah. I died laughing when he said that. Yeah, Tyler is uh, very, very mean to the depth players. If you haven't listened to Oilers Nation Radio to know what Laird's talking about, uh, first of all, Tyler said Adam Ernie has the easiest job in the NHL. <laughs> As if getting to the NHL is something you win on a scratch card. Two, he said uh, Matthias Yanmark is useless and should go to Guantanamo Bay as Lard, uh, as Laird, I should say. Um, Lard, sorry, Laird. Um, described in this last voicemail. And then I don't remember what the third one was. I just remember Tyler was very, very mean. <laughs> well, it was hilarious. We were like, Tyler, my lord, everybody's taking shrapnel. Okay, my next one, Bag Milk, mm-hmm. is Stuart Skinner. Last year, it, the complaint when it came to playoffs was, oh, we overworked him as a goalie. He played too much, blah, 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 kind of thing. Now with this 16-game heater, mm-hmm. where Skinner has played, what, 11, 12, 13 games? I don't remember the number. 12. Are we considering him overworked now? Like, he's performing under pressure and with a high amount of games. I just wanted to point that out because I honestly hate when we're like, we're overworking him, but he plays a game every third night in the playoffs kind of thing. I think the thing was that in January... The Oilers had no back-to-backs, right? It was a relatively light schedule. There was a bunch of days off in between. There was a bunch of double days off in between. Ended up running the table and had a perfect month. So Skinner's played 12 of the 16 so far on this heater. But in February, you look and there's two sets of back-to-backs. So obviously Calvin Pickard's going to get into, uh, you know, at least two of those games. The first one comes up this week. They've got Anaheim on the Friday. Probably might want to play Pickard on that. And then you've got the Kings on Saturday. And then at the end of the month, you've got Minnesota on the Friday, the 23rd. And then you've got the Calgary Flames on the 24th, which is the Saturday. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Oilers play Skinner down the stretch. Because with the games in hand that the team has, it's going to get an intense, it's going to be an intense schedule down the stretch. If you look at the month of March as an example, uh, there's 1, 5, 8, 11, 15 games in in March. So every other day they play. There's not going to be a whole lot of breaks. I think that right now Stu is fine. I really do. I think that right now Stu is fine. But we're going to get to a point probably where you're going to want him to have a little bit of rest. At least that's my thoughts anyway. Uh, Laird, you got a bunch in a row here. So let's just jump down here and see who this is. Also, while I'm at it, I don't know why. I can't can't go to part two of a message. Let's go this one. Mike. I've got a fucking bone to pick, right? All right. Duke's got a bone to pick. Let's and go. And this might be one of the most on-brand bones I've ever had mm. to pick, if that's the terminology. This is more annoying than Donkey Volley and Chalmers dental hygiene and, well, personality in general. Chalmers, the dental thing. That was a revelation on the Real Life Podcast that... I don't know that he thought was going to go the way it did, but he's absolutely regretting his decision to tell everybody that he barely brushes his teeth. Absolutely regretting it for sure. Put together. Um, so, you know, when like, fuck, I don't know how the rest of you feel, but you know, I kept a secret till now, but I'm a pretty big fan of having a beer, right? Like I don't mind having a beer when the yeah, time nice. calls for it, which mm-hmm. is most times you know, fairly often because you know, I don't know. Anyway, what I hate is that the tastiest beers, the ones I like to taste the most are always the most strongest. So it's like you can either have a few beers, you know, you can either have like 10 beers that taste really nice mm-hmm. or if you want to have like a proper session, you're like, oh, I want to have 20 beers today. You've got to 
buy something that tastes like shit. And it's like, why can't they just make a beer that tastes really nice that isn't fucking really, really strong and puts you on your ass? Like, just make a nice session beer that tastes nice, play La Bamba. I see, I take a lot of shit for my beer drinking choices. I take a ton of shit for it. Because if you look in my fridge upstairs right now, I always have either one of two beers as my house beer, quote unquote. They're Bud Lights or they're Brew House Lights. I take so much shit for that because they're just a casual light beer that I could drink 50 of them if I want to, and I'm not going to get fucking rat ass. Now, some of the beers, especially when SYC was dropping them off for me, SYC Brewing, some of them were like 10, 12%. And you could have one of those and get a little buzz on, but like, I don't like the taste of a very strong beer. I'm not a big craft beer guy. I've tried a bunch of them. I'm expanding my horizons. Hanging out with Tyler Uremchuk is actually a big cause for that. Tyler drinks all kinds of different beers. Um, so I often try new ones when I'm with him, but for the most part, I stick in my lane. And if anything, if you ask me bag milk, can I get you a drink? What do you have? It's probably going to be a pressed spiced rum and coke. Maybe a double if I'm feeling frisky. If it's if it's morning time, if we're getting a proper day session going, I'm going to start off with a Caesar. Dukes, you got to have a, have a Caesar when you're down here. I don't know if you like uh, Bloody Marys at all, but it's basically a version of that. I don't like really strong beers. I just don't. I don't like the feeling of being bloated. I will always start off with maybe a beer or two, and then I'm switching to rum. Or Ryan Pinder from Flames Nation, we were drinking with him in Toronto, and he had us drinking tequilas and water. I'm a big tequila guy. I would never have ordered that on my own, but as I had one, I go, hmm, if you have a nice tequila, this might be nice. And I had a couple of them. You had more than a couple. Don't lie to the audience. Satan is right. I did have more than a couple. Next voicemail, part two from Dukes. Also, while I'm at it, I don't know why Captain Stink Breath has um, decided to, like, come at me with his, like, <laughs> you know, oh, Chalmers doesn't smell. <laughs> Man, if you, I guarantee for a, a red-hot fact <laughs> as a scientist, <laughs> if you peel back the three inches of plaque that <laughs> surround each one of his teeth, there's a stench in there just waiting to to waft about see that's the wild part about chalmers before that revelation i had never like i've never thought of him as like a stinky dude i even talked to mrs chalmers that night of the revelation in jasper and she goes it's just the wildest thing i can't believe he admitted it but he's never been a stinky guy on real life we've talked about it but dukes i completely understand your logic and your theory i totally get it but it's one of those situations where the man just doesn't produce an odor as you might expect he would given the revelation that he made on the real life podcast. It is bizarre. He is above science, I feel like. So, um, Chalmers, mate, I'm coming for you. Be warned. Put your fists up. Well, I'd say put your fists up, but we already know you've got a five inch helmet of fucking plaque on you like an NFL player. Um, <laughs> So, I don't know. If anyone's got an ice pick, I can borrow to um, chisel away his plaque so we can fight physically <laughs> and I can hit his head without the plaque absorbing the blow. <laughs> Let me know. But anyway, well, Donkey Volley still sucks, but I feel he's beneath me now. So, wow. Uh, play La Bamba, baby. Can't wait to get drunk in Edmonton with all of you. Mm-hmm. Don't get too hungover in Arizona because I literally land in Edmonton the day you get home. So if you get too drunk, I'm going to punish you. Play La Bamba, baby. Let's fucking go. Dukes, I must tell you, as the demon that lives inside Bag Milk, that they are all going to get too drunk in Arizona. It is a guarantee, my friend. So plan your punishments accordingly. Hey, Bag Milk, another one. I... Loved Jay Woodcroft as a coach. He was great. Yep, me too. But I think where Nobby has the advantage over him is he doesn't throw the lines through a blender. He- That's the biggest thing you notice with Nobby right away, right? He, well, I mean, he's mixed the, the lines up towards the back end of this 16-game heater, but he really hasn't done it a whole lot. Back to you, Laird. Plays them as they are and makes changes as needed. 
not just a blender where you're running only three lines a night. I think that's the biggest difference. And it's working. It is. Yep. 100%. Uh, Nobby is letting the guys develop a little bit of chemistry. And if they need a refresh, he's been good at also just kind of figuring that out as well. Next voicemail. Hey, Big Milk. What's up? Laird here again. I was just thinking about it. Because you guys were talking about the Calgary Flames and that and how they'd never trade a player to the Oilers. And if they do, it'd be at such a freaking high rate. I mean, there's been a ha- it's happened a couple of times, right? Like they Ladislav Schmid got traded to the Flames. Remember that one? Of course you do. Um, there was the Neil for Lucic. Remember that one, of course. But it doesn't happen very often, for sure. What about a player like Mangiapani? I'd love it. I've always liked his play in Calgary. He's annoying. He's one of those players that's always annoying me as an Oilers fan. I'd love to have him, but I doubt they would ever send him up here. I'm wondering if he would be a good fit. Probably. For the Oilers. Probably. But I don't know why. I know that he's kind of like a mid-six player. Yep. And I'm not sure if that's really what we need. Probably defense is what I would try to aim for. But would you take a Mangiapane on the team if we can make it work? Yep. 100%. Uh, like I said, he's always been annoying to me because he scores big goals, especially specifically against the Oilers. So I think, yeah, I probably would. I don't know what his year is looking like right now. Or is, you know, let's, let's do a little Googling. Googling Andrew Mangiapane. How's this year going anyway? He is a left winger, shoots left. See, he needs to be on the other side. Now that I'm seeing that, probably not. Not having a great year. Nine goals through 48 games with the Flams. Had 35 two years ago. So that's the Mangiapane I'm really thinking about is when the Flames were supposed to be good. Remember? <laughs> but uh, he's really fallen off since that 35-goal season. He is, were, oh, and at $5.8 million until 2024-25. I don't think that one works, my boy. I like the idea of it until I start looking at some of these numbers and the fact that he's a left winger. Probably not the best fit, but I like where your head is at at least, you know? I like where your head is at. Let's jump to this one over here. Do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man! Mike. Oops. Sorry, dude. Oh, fu- we already played that one. Mr. Bag Milk. Was. I have a question for you. It's Waz, by the way. You probably know this. Uh, question for you. Are you a man that knows many languages? You know, I, I know you've traveled <laughs> throughout the world, and I assume you know... <laughs> Waz, you know me, always speaking in different languages. <laughs> Am I a man that knows... Uh, you know what? I'm just going to let this ride out, and then I'll answer the question. few languages. What is the best way... To learn a new language, what's the best app to use? <laughs> I kind of want to improve on my Polish. I already know a bit, obviously, being Polish, but I want to improve it. I don't know what the best app is. Is it Duolingo? Is it something else? Can you give me any advice, or can any of the listeners give me advice? It's been uh, I've been pondering at it. I'm like, what's the best way to learn a new language or imp- improve on a language? So, was to answer the question, I know English and I can speak a little bit of French. Now, I do have Duolingo on my phone because I'm trying to work on my French. I'd like to make it more fluent. Here's the thing where with where I'm at with my French. I grew up in a very French household. I can understand it fluently. So like when I go up and hang out with my family, on my dad's side specifically, they'll all be speaking French and I can understand them fluently. But what annoys my grandma the most is she will speak to me in French or she'll ask me a question in French and I will reply to her in English. She does not like that. So I've got Duolingo on my phone. I do find it to be very, very helpful. I find it to be intuitive. I think that you can definitely learn a language using Duolingo. However, one thing for me to note is that in Duolingo, the French is Parisian French was and not Canadian French. They're very, very different the wording is different the verbiages are different the verbs are different so yes you can learn probably polish via duolingo but is it the same flavor of polish that they speak here in canada or is it more of like a slangy polish that they speak over here because like if you think about parisian french versus canadian french they would say that ours is a little bit more slangy than the parisian version does that make sense was and other than that, I know a bunch of swear words in all kinds of different languages. My favorite say, uh, my favorite phrase, if I ever meet Leon Dreisaitl face-to-face, I'll go, Leon, 
Mein linker Blinker ist kaputt. And he would probably look at me and say, what did you just say? And I would say, mein linker Blinker ist kaputt. And he would say, why did you just tell me that your left indicator is broken? And I would say, I don't know. I don't know. But that's what I said. Right? That makes sense, Waz? Another one I'm just wondering about. Do you think a team like Philadelphia would be interested in a goaltender like Jack Campbell for the interim while Carter Hart is out? Something I was wondering would we be able to make a deal happen there? Uh, I don't know why. I mean, Carter Hart's probably never going to play in the NHL again, is my guess. I was listening to, in Toronto, I was listening to the Gary Bettman press conference when he was asked about it. And the more he spoke about it, the more I feel like those guys are probably never going to play in the league again. Now, would Philly want to go from Carter Hart, a legitimate star goalie or close to it between the pipes of Jack Campbell? Probably not. As an Oilers fan, you'd be like, yep, that makes sense. I'd love to dump that contract. But in reality, I don't think so, my boy. I do not think so. So if you remember... and Ari, is this you or are you... So the will of thousands. And I forgot to mention this. But if you remember, I used my use your article my university level English class. Oh yeah, yeah. On assignment. 100%. Well, I got it back and I got the mark and my prof gave me a 93. Nice, dude. Nice. I helped Ari get a 93 in his university level classes. <laughs> um she liked it. Yeah, she Good. Did. Uh but she said one thing, mm-hmm. though. She said, please include the author's real name next time you submit an assignment like this, because it was a formal assignment. And <laughs> I told her, his name is Bag Milk. He doesn't, he doesn't have a real name. It's just, it's just Bag Milk. Mm-hmm. And she kind of looked at me all confused, wondering what I was talking about. So I kind of had to explain your whole persona to her. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, also the hoodie, perfect for the gym. Perfect. I love it. It's like, it's so good. I'm really happy with it. So yeah, thanks a lot. Happy you like it, Ari. I'm happy to help you out with a grade. Here's the thing. The best way to explain my situation to people that don't get it or don't know what I do is it's kind of like, um, the story I always use is, would you like to spend the day with Calvin Brodus? And a lot of people will go, well, bag milk. I don't know who Calvin Brodus is. I say, would you like to spend the day with Snoop Dogg? And they go, yeah, sure. I love Snoop Dogg. Same thing. Nobody knows Calvin Brodus, but everybody knows Snoop Dogg. Makes sense? Makes sense. Hey, bag milk. I was listening to the 32 Thoughts podcast, and they were talking about Stuart Skinner on there, and they mentioned, oh, he has, you know, his high danger chances have went down on him, which is great but you know they made it sound as if it's an asterisk like in the same way people are saying oh the Oilers schedule is easy so that discredits their 16 game win streak I think back to the past five years how the Oilers have always found a way to lose to the worst teams but win against the best teams so there is no such thing in my mind as an easy schedule and I hate honestly hate all these asterisks being thrown on the Oilers of, oh, they're not good enough. They're, you know, too easy of a schedule. Their goaltending's good, but in comparison, everything else has gotten better, so therefore their goaltending isn't good. See, I take that a different way. His high-danger uh, ch- uh, high saves have gone down probably because the Oilers have tightened it up defensively. They're just not giving up as many high-danger chances. So if they're not giving as, up as many high-danger chances as they were earlier in the season, of course his high-danger saves is going to go down, right? That's the way I look at it. I see it as a positive, my friend. It is all about how the cookie crumbles in your brain. And that's the way I'm looking at it. Got it? Of course. Of course. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Continuing on with the voicemail, we're going to just keep going through these anonymous voicemails. We are about halfway through. Let's get to it. This one's the very last one. I forgot to make this point on Jack Campbell being traded to Philadelphia in my mind. Wouldn't it be better? I'm just not going to happen. Laird, love the idea. Love that we're getting rid of Jack Campbell. I just don't think, why would Philly want him? I'm actually going to be stunned who wants him and what the Oilers are going to have to pay to make it happen. I just don't think that there's any way that Jack Campbell is going to be their fill-in for Carter Hart. It's just apples to oranges, in my opinion. Sorry, Laird. Hello, Mr. Milk. Hello. Uh, since there's kind of like the bye week going on right now, mm-hmm. figured I'd ask a question that maybe some people are curious about. Me, I know the answer because, uh, you know. Uh-huh. But uh, how did you get your start in hockey in general? I know you fell in love with it because uh, of the Oilers and your dad, but who kind of who did you look up to as your favorite player when you were younger and what made you want to play hockey in the first place Mm -hmm. and then obviously um originally start writing when you fuck writing when i fuck but i won't do a second take so i won't take this shit nice you know what i mean um now I lost my train of thought. That happens. Um, but donkey volley, get out of my swamp. <laughs> uh, a couple things. So my love of hockey kind of started early. It was my old man. Um, Why well, he's just watched games together. Like back in the early 90s, the only games really we watched were on Saturday nights because it wasn't like every game was broadcast. But I used to listen to a lot of games with my dad in the garage. I would be helping him do a little side hustle. My dad's side hustle was that he was a beekeeper. So I would do a lot of the stuff that goes along with beekeeping. Like I would build him hives, like beehives. I would build the bee frames. I would can the honey when it was uh, once it was processed. I would do a lot of that stuff, and it all happened in our garage at home. And we would listen to a lot of Oilers games on the radio. So I always have a very, very big spot in my heart for Rod Phillips. He's a legend, obviously, a Hall of Famer. So that's kind of where my love of the Oilers began. It was very, very early in my life. And from time to time, he would put his name into draws at the city of Edmonton. He used to work for the city of Edmonton. They would give out tickets to employees from time to time. And whenever we would go, it was the greatest time. So that really kind of cemented my love of the Oilers from an early, early spot. I've told the story before of going downstairs at Rexall Place. You used to be able to stand outside the Oilers dressing room for once upon a time. And Bill Ranford came over and signed him a program. Spent a couple of seconds talking to a very young bag milk. And it just kind of really cemented my love for the Oilers. Those two seconds by Bill Ranford really, really kind of locked in my love of the team. He would never remember it, nor would any other player remember talking to a six or seven year old in just like a 10, 15, 20 second interaction. But for me at the time, that's really, really what it was. As for the writing, my favorite subjects in school were always English and social studies. So a lot of what happened in English and social was you had to do a lot of writing. And I figured I kind of had an affinity for it where I could mix in my stupid sense of humor and my jokes into what I was doing. And people kind of liked it. So when I started blogging back when I was 19 and came up with the term bag milk, part of what I want to write about was the Oilers because I loved it. So I used to write about pop culture. I used to write about music and I used to write about the Oilers. And eventually, Wanye found my stuff, and I started at Oilers Nation contributing in about 2008, early in 2008. And from there, the kind of the rest is history. So it really was just two things. Like, I loved the Oilers because of spending time with my dad, and it always kind of locked it in. And then the writing part was just my favorite thing in school. I hated, I hated like science. My brain doesn't work with math. If I don't have a calculator, I'm useless. So it's just kind of one of those things where finding my niche, finding my lane, finding what I really enjoyed, and turning it into a career, effectively. Hey, Bag Milk, it's Dayton here. What's uh, up, long-time Dan? listener, but first-time voicemailer. Welcome to Better Late Than Never. 
Just wanted to check in today and throw a good old RSB your way. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You can't do an RSB without this. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Go ahead. So my girlfriend and I planned a trip to Arizona for the uh, for the Oilers versus Coyotes game. So I'm not going as a part of the uh, the nation vacation because we will still see you down there anyway. Well, I guess depending on how the rest of the story goes, uh, you know, financial stuff and whatnot. But I booked a flight with an airliner called Lynx. They're out of Calgary. Mm-hmm. So I drive up from Lethbridge, go up to Calgary and fly down to Arizona. Okay. Well, these guys had the audacity to move my flight by three days. Oh, no. So I was stuck with having to check for other options. Oh, the no. other options were 10 times more expensive. And so, yeah, now I'm... uh Deep into planning a road trip. Should be fun. But it's going to be a long one driving down from Lethbridge. Fuck, man. That sucks. Like, airline... I've done RSBs on airlines before. Moving your flight three days is just unacceptable. I am secondhand mad on your behalf. Three days? I get annoyed if they move my flight three hours, let alone three days. That is garbage. Now you're driving? Good for you, man. That is commitment. We are definitely going to see you down there for sure, dude. Um, down to Arizona. So super stoked for that. Should be fun. But uh, yeah, screw Lynx Airlines because that was not cool. <laughs> and my advice to anybody else is that if you can afford it, go on the nation vacation because they'll have you covered. We have your travel. And you know what? If your flight gets canceled, there'll be a bunch of other nation citizens right there with you with canceled flights. But they probably won't get canceled. That's all for me. Talk to you later. Dude, I'm sorry that happened. That sucks. That blows. That is just so annoying. I am, again, legitimately secondhand annoyed on your behalf. The nice thing about the nation vacation is that when you have a group of this many people, I don't actually know what the final total is on this trip. 30, 40? I'm not really involved in that side of the business, but like when you have a group of people that big on the same flight doing the same thing, you tend to get more leeway in terms of like, they're not going to leave with a group like that hanging, I guess, kind of, was what I've found over the years in the nation vacations. But, man, make sure to reach out to us when we're down there, okay? Make sure to come hang out with us. We're going to have kind of like some activities that we're going to try and plan to see, you know, if we can't do stuff together. So make sure to come find us after that long roadie. If you need a nap, get a nap in you, get some hydration in you, and come find us, all right? This is a sponsored message from Better Late Than Never. Hmm. Do you want oil? Yeah. We're Cow Oil Incorporated. We've got all the oil for all your cows. You you need to put some oil on a cow or a girlfriend or a sausage or something. <laughs> Look, we've got a fuck ton of oil here. Really good for cows. Uh, anyway, just, yeah. And here's a song. We've got oil. You've got a cow. Let's get fucking sexy. Yes. Oil up your cows. That's what we always say here at Better Late Than Never. And your sausage. Donkey Volley is a spokesman. uh, An unlicensed spokesman for Better Late Than Never. And he wants you to oil up your sausage and your cows, provided that you are some kind of beef or dairy farmer. I feel like nice skin on a cow makes them taste better. Maybe. I don't know. This is an advert from Better Late Than Ever. I always like to see what I'm advertising. It's important for me to know that the message is getting out there and that what I would like to be represented from my show is going out into the world. Donkey Volley, back to you. Hey, come on. I'm, I'm a New York sportsman washed up. Hey, I retired 10 years ago. All I'm saying is, <laughs> hey, I'm being paid to talk about the blue pills. Your girlfriend... Doesn't want to know you now because you're washed up. Fuck. Yeah, come on. Um, take the blue pills. Uh, it'll, it'll be good. Uh, yeah. Uh, follow the link below. We're going to sell the blue pills. Come on. <laughs> Fucking madman. <laughs> All right. Selling blue pills. Boner pills, I imagine. Could be wrong. Hey, BM. What's up? Uh, Kyle the Embalmer checking in. So it's the All-Star break. And so I figured I'd just ask you a question, see sure. what your opinion is. But 
Um, there was a list that came out mm-hmm. of the odds of different coaches um, winning the Jack Adams this yeah. year. And one thing I noticed is there was no odds in that particular list for Knobloch, who, in my opinion, should very well be, I'm not going to say necessarily to win, but like, he should be nominated. He should be. He should probably be up there. If- I agree completely. Again, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but tomorrow in the mailbag, we've got a question. Should Knobloch be considered for the Jack Adams? I don't know if he's going to win, but should he be considered? 100%. I'm with you, Kyle. Net. You look at how this team started and then the turnaround, which at our current rate amounts to essentially three eight-game winning streaks. Yeah. Um, at this point, I mean, go further, but... Do you do you think he should be higher in that conversation? Of course. So, of course. anyway, let's hear what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I think that Chris Knobloch, what he's done has been, <clears throat> you know, he's really turned the Oilers' season around. It looked like if you listen to this podcast from back in October, early November, we are down as a crew. We are down and out. And the fact that Chris Knobloch has had three eight-game heaters. I mean, one sixteen-game heater as a whole, but like three runs of eight games where they have won all of them. That is bananas. That is bananas. You look at the underlying numbers, they've gotten better. You've looked at the goals against, it's gone down. You've looked at the goals for, it's gone up. What else do you want when you look at a team that has turned their season around? So the fact that there's not even odds for him, bananas. I'm going to reach out to Betway immediately. I'm going to say, Betway, we need to get some odds here for Chris Knobloch getting the Jack Adams because I want to win some money. You know, he deserves it. He deserves it. We'll get back to the voicemail here. Uh, working our way through. This is the listeners of Better Late Than Never presented voicemail. Next up, uh, short one. I'm guessing this is Donkey Volley again, if I'm being honest. See that? I rambled and I didn't get it in one take. Oh, hang on. Got to back up. Got to back up. Hey, it's me again. Oh, so I have another question for you. Um, it's getting close to the time that Dukes is coming. Yep. Which means we should maybe we should wrap up the old ramp up the old presidential debate. I agree. Like we're trying to figure that out. I was just mentioning it earlier. Like it kind of fell off a little bit. That was more of an off season thing. And because of me, this is not because of the boys, because of me, it just we didn't have the debate that we were supposed to have. So with Dukes in the city. It's going to make probably scheduling this whole thing a little bit easier. I'm going to be able to look at Dukes in the eyes when we're going to be able to bring Donkey Volley into the mix. And we're going to finally have this, maybe. At the very least, we're going to definitely have a Dukes episode where he is sitting in on the podcast with me. Presidential election? Um, if he's going to be here, let's do it. Let's have a, let's have a debate. Let's have a, a vote. We're going to have a debate, or at the very least, it's going to be fun to have Donkey, uh, Dukes, I should say, chiming in on the voicemail. Normally, he's leaving me voicemails, but now he's going to be able to give his feedback on your voicemails. I'm actually looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the back and forth where I think this is going to be fun. Also, on March 2nd, we're going to be having a brunch for Ben. Dukes is going to be a part of that as well. So we're going to have a lot of Dukes stuff coming up in the time that he's here. And that's coming up real quick. Like you said, he's getting here on the 20th. That's the day we get back from the nation vacation. Very, very much looking forward to it. Maybe you can get donkey volley on like live stream or something. while Dukes is here. I don't know. I'm just throwing shit out there. Um, also, is there going to be a viewing party? I think there needs to be a viewing party while Dukes is here. Yep. Brunch for Ben, March 2nd. We've already got one, that one locked in. That is going to be, it's a matinee. Uh, let me look at the schedule here. Who do they play? Let's get some details for you guys. I know the date. I don't know anything else about it. Um, admittedly, I'm not involved in events anymore. I go to, I show up to them, um, but planning them, that is Maddie, our, our marketing and communications coordinator. She handles all that stuff now. So let me see here. March 2nd is the date. Oh, it's a 2 p.m. start against the Kraken. 2 p.m. started against the Kraken. So March 2nd, we've got a uh, a brunch for Ben that day. And then tomorrow, actually, I know Dukes won't be here yet. Or no, not tomorrow. On the 6th, on Tuesday, we're going to be down at Greta for that 8 p.m. game against the Vegas Golden Knights, trying to tie the record. We will be down at Greta for that. It is a non-ticketed event. So if you want to come and have your chance to win some prizes and just hang out with us, we're going to be doing a viewing party on Tuesday as well at Greta downtown Edmonton. Because... 
I know he's going to a bunch of games, but what better way to uh, also show how the nation rolls than uh, having a viewing party? 100%. Couldn't agree with you more. See that? I rambled and I didn't get it in one take. Uh, spent some money. I wouldn't be surprised if he donates some money to the Ben Stelter Fund. Um, but that that's the end of that thought. And Yeah, brunch for Ben. That's the whole thing. And the Stelters are going to be there as well. Um, so we're looking forward to raising some money for the Ben Stelter fund again, March 2nd, stay tuned for some details on that. We're going to sell tickets. Again, all the money is going to go to the, all the proceeds are going to go to the Ben Stelter fund doing that on March 2nd. It is a Saturday. It is a matinee against the Seattle Kraken plan your lives accordingly. What's up, BM? Ben. Ben. I have not been listening to the podcast. Well, that's disappointing to hear. First off kind of fell off where you did we Ben? I thought you loved us, but apparently not. Oh, Satan, I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on at all. Oh, bad. I'm like, honestly, sorry. I just, I've been so stressed out with hockey and... What's stressing you out, my boy? Stressed out about hockey? You playing? You, oh, no, you're coaching. Ben's coaching. I learned that about him. Uh, screw on just life in general. Just have a lot of things to do. I know that sounds lame, but that's life, though, man. That's life. Sometimes it piles up on us, you know. Sometimes it piles up. Quick checkup: Oilers are insane. Uh, they're gonna like win the thingy. Uh, I'm not gonna say it because um, I don't know. We're not jinxing. Uh, McDavid apparently won the steel, skills competition last did? night. I watched. How great was that? McDavid helps plan the skills competition for the NHL All Star Weekend. Goes out and wins the million bucks. Love that for you, Connor. Wink. A bit. Didn't love it, but hey, it seemed like they tried actually. And then, what happens with the million dollars? Do they donate it or keep it? Like, do you know what happens in that department? Yeah, man, he keeps that. That is Connor McDavid's money. The the whole goal of it was if the players had something to actually play for that they would try harder. And I, I think they did. Again, like I said earlier, they're never going to give 100% at the All-Star game. That's just not what they do. But I thought that this weekend was probably the best All-Star weekend that I can remember just as a whole outside of the draft. The draft was so lame. Like, come on. The best part about the draft night was Buble saying he was on Zoomers. Outside of that, there was nothing worth watching in there. And the fact that they didn't have a last overall pick and that the last four players got selected via card, it's all just like soft cock stuff. Like, come on, man. Are we that worried about people's feelings? The best part about the draft was watching Phil Kessel squirm until he was the last overall pick. The best part about the next year was watching Ovi lobby to win the car. Come on. NHL sucks sometimes. So big, Milk. I just woke up. I had a late night last. Uh, This dude, your voice is just, you need to record some sizzle real stuff and send it out because there is no reason you couldn't be reading advertisements somewhere with a voice like that. Come on. Decided to scroll Instagram for a couple of minutes. Decided to scroll Instagram for a couple of seconds. Do you ever find yourself scrolling Instagram? Doom scrolling. Trying to find your life's substance. Trying to find a little bit of meaning in your life. Why not? Oil up a cow or a sausage or whatever. Donkey Boy said, man, whatever you're saying, I'm going to be lost in the tone of this voice. It is deep and it is rich and it is beautiful. Before having to start the day, decide to listen to an interview with P.K. Subban talking to Connor McDavid at the All-Star Game. Do you want to listen to P.K. Subban? Interviewing Connor McDavid at the All-Star Game. You must be bored as all hell. It's clear that P.K. Subban doesn't watch any Oilers games, even though he's talking about how they can't play defense. Their goals against has dropped significantly. Their high-danger chances has dropped significantly. But P.K. doesn't know that. He doesn't own a TV. He watches via the Stars. He watches via the Northern Lights. He gets his messaging from there. And I just want to know, why didn't Connor decide to bury this guy on live TV for his stupid ass (laughs) comments that he's been making on whatever shows he's been on that I've been hearing you guys talk about on ON? I just thought it would be funny if he did that. Could you imagine Connor McDavid just sitting there being like, hold up, 
I know you just asked that question, but I have a question for you. Have you watched any of my games recently? Because I've heard some of the dumb shit that's come out of your mouth in the past two months, and it just doesn't make sense uh, coming now as opposed to two months ago. So, Do you want to analyze the games like P.K. Subban? Grab your TV, throw it in the dumpster, stare up at the sky. Read the chemtrails left by the planes above the airport. They're controlling the weather. They'll tell you that the Oilers can't play defense. Who needs to watch games when you used to play in the NHL? You'll get a job on TV just because you used to play in the NHL, regardless of whether you watch games or not. I'm P.K. Subban. The Oilers can't play defense. Why didn't the Oilers try and sign me when I was a free agent? Why didn't anybody else try and sign me? Why were my strides so sloppy and choppy? I'm P.K. Subban. Um... Maybe I'm just revved up. Great way to start the day. I don't need coffee anymore, at least. So, hope all is well, Big Milk. Man, dude, I might just save this voicemail and listen to that back my own time. That voice is silky, silky smooth, my friend. Last voicemail from the BLTN listener presented voicemail. It's the voicemail episode of Better Late Than Never. It's a bonus episode on a Saturday morning. Final voicemail. What do you got to say? Yo, Big Milk, um, last time you did voicemails, I left a voicemail talking about things that kill my hockey boner. Oh. Um, well, I got two more things. Um, first of all, the Oilers fans still bitching and still complaining about Jesse Pugliarvi. <laughs> it's so funny. It's very, very funny. Now, I'm never going to cheer against Yessa. Actually, you know what? I'll listen to your take on Yessa, and then I'll give you mine, okay? Holy fuck, guys. Move on. I still think about my ex-girlfriend all the time, but fucking complaining about it on Twitter isn't going to change anything. Bro sucked. He got traded and he sucked even more. Secondly. All right. My, my, my take on Yessa is that I do find it funny. There's a lot of people that really, really latched onto him in a very, very real way. Now I'm never cheering against yes. Pugliarvi. I wish him nothing but all the success in the world right now. He's got nine points. I'm doing this off the dome, nine points in 13 or 14 games in the AHL. And everybody's like, look at him go. Look at him go. He should be dominating at the AHL level. He should be. Let's not pretend that he shouldn't be. Now, if he comes up and starts lighting it up with the Penguins, I'll cheer for him. But, man, we really, really hung on to him, didn't we? We really, really did. It's And it's the analytics guys, too. The analytics guys love, love, love Jesse Pugliarvi. You know what I love? I love goals. I love goals. Hey, you know what? If Connor Brown's name was Jesse Pugliarvi... Another interesting thing is Connor Brown's name was Jesse Pugliarvi, and he was getting paid four million bucks to make zero goals. Everybody would be shitting on him, so I also think there's an element of that. Um, You know when you see, like, an argument on hockey Twitter... And it's like two sides debating a player, mm-hmm. and then one of the sides pulls out a fucking one of those fucking charts. <laughs> and you know the one, you know the charts I'm talking about, where there's like ten numbers on it. Yep. And it's green if good, and red is bad. And there's a graph. And then they're just like, well, according to my, according to my charts, uh, this guy has the uh, lowest cuckold four percentage in the entire <laughs> NHL. While Cody <laughs> Cece's BDSM per sixty is. Hmm. Sky high, meaning we need to get him out of town. Like, I don't think those, like, stats are useless at all. Um, I just find it really fucking annoying when there's just, there's no room for debate. Because you got your charts and, oh, your charts are gospel. Um, And also, Pugliarvi's gone, guys. Can we please stop complaining about it? So here's how I view analytics, because I actually enjoy analytics. I like reading about analytics. If you read any GDB that I've ever written for OilersNation.com over the last handful of years, I always have a section that contains analytics. I think they are a very, very good tool to use for evaluation. But that is just it. They're a tool, you know? Remember, it's funny that we're talking about this today, because I watched Moneyball last night for the first time in a while. And that movie obviously is very, very interesting how the Oakland A's tried to put together a baseball team with very, very limited budget based on the need for bases and runs. Very good movie. But for me, hockey's way more fluid. The thing with baseball is every play starts from the exact same position. The pitcher's hand. Hockey's not like that. It's very fluid, right? So I like to use analytics as a tool for evaluation. See what my eyeballs think. See what my eyeballs think. Am I watching the player's decisions? 
Am I watching how they're playing? Are they watching their giveaways? Am I watching the way they read plays? And then I like to look at the analytics and say, huh, interesting that what my eyes saw matched up with the numbers or maybe they didn't. What did I miss? But it's the folks who use analytics as the as the default, as the Bible, that it just doesn't work. There's a couple of players that come to mind when I think of analytics and just how it didn't work, right? Pooley is the latest one, but if you go back far enough, Martin Marinson, one of the best players in the NHL, according to the analytics community, if you go back far enough, he's gone now. He's gone. The Oilers signed Mark Fain. He had very, very good analytics. He didn't work out here. He didn't even finish his contract. So there's part of it where you can't use it as gospel, but I certainly do think you need it in your toolkit. I think that you can use it to kind of look behind the scenes under the hood if you want and see how the play actually works. But it also depends on who you're playing with. There's a big part about it, you know? There's a lot about analytics that is flawed, but I think there's absolutely space for it. I think there's absolutely room for it. And I think that if you don't use analytics as part of your player evaluation, you're falling behind the curve. The difference, however, and it's a major difference, is that it can't be the only thing. It can't be the only thing. And that's where we're going to wrap up the voicemail. The voicemail episode, over an hour of just voicemails today. A lot of calls from you guys. Thank you guys for chiming in. I wanted to make sure that your thoughts were out there. So I hope you enjoyed the bonus episode of Better Late Than Never. I'll be back with my usual Wednesday episode this week. And until then, thanks for being here. Thanks for enjoying. Thanks for sending in the voicemails. And I will talk to you on Wednesday. Why won't you kiss me?